Come on, somebody. Who's ready to hear a word from God this morning? And you know what's so powerful about the Word of God? It doesn't matter who the messenger is. It doesn't matter if I'm speaking today or Ben's speaking today. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit will speak. And today I'm excited, not because of me, my imperfect human up here speaking. It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit and what He's going to do in this room today. So it doesn't matter who's got the microphone. God is going to move in power in this place today. Do you believe that? Worship team, do you believe that this morning? Come on, somebody. We're going to have a good day. Why don't you turn to the person next to you, give them a high five. Don't worry about COVID. It's all good. It's all good. So good. Thanks, team. Legends. I'm going to get my brother, brother Clive Koopman, to stay with me this morning. He's going to provide some backing music. Brings an extra element of the Holy Spirit, right? Just kidding. Just kidding. It's so good. Where's Rachel Koopman? Sorry, Rachel Russell. I always do that. You're still in my phone as Rachel Koopman. And so I'm sorry, Rach. You're always a Koopman to me, but sorry, Danny. But Rachel Russell, I believe um, this morning when you were leading, there's a new level of God's anointing on your life. And so just run with it. Run with the Holy Spirit. Because he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. And the last few months, I've seen you go to the next level. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, Rach. We love you. You're awesome. And keep pressing into God. Because who knows what God is going to do. There's so many young girls that you minister to who are going to grow up as leaders and worshipers under your leadership. So I just want to encourage you, Rach. You're a powerhouse and you're awesome. And keep going strong. You led so well this morning. You brought the Holy Spirit's power. And it was awesome. But you stole my scripture. But it is Pentecost Sunday. It is the scripture of Pentecost Sunday. So let's read it. Acts chapter 2. A sound like a strong wind. When the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on. And kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in other various mother tongues? And it names a few of them there. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talk back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked. Are they drunk on cheap wine? I love that scripture. Were they drunk? That's when Peter stood up, backed by the other 11, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God will say, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. 
When the time comes, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God, will be saved. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit entered the upper room with the disciples and the, and the first church was born in Acts chapter 2. Isn't it powerful? And I love that scripture, the Holy Spirit fire. I want to quickly talk about our heritage, our Christian heritage, and specifically our heritage here in Australia. The power of the Holy Spirit in the great Southland. A Portuguese navigator and explorer, Pedro, excuse my Spanish, didn't speak it in school, Fernanda de Quiros, is that right? I don't know, who was a Catholic Jew, burdened with a desire to establish a holy settlement, get this, a new Jerusalem. In the year 1606, believed there to be a great Southland continent, he secured sponsorship from, the, from Pope Clement VIII and King Philip III of Spain to seek out the southern continent, Terra Australis Incognito, which means the unknown Southland. A letter to De Quiros from King Philip read, this is the King of Spain who wrote this, that no time be lost in discovering that Australia's region so far unknown, so these people may have knowledge of the gospel and be brought into spiritual obedience. For it was on this day in 1606, Pentecost Sunday, that the Portuguese navigator De Quiros Centaur, exploring the South Pacific, sighted land and declared it to be Terra Australis del Spirito Santo, the great south land of the Holy Spirit. In 1606, declared this over our country. And then he wrote this, Let the heavens, the earth, the waters, with all their creatures and all those present witness that I, Captain Pedro Fernandez de Quiros, in the name of Jesus Christ, hoist this emblem of the Holy Cross on which Jesus Christ's person was crucified and whereon he gave his life for the ransom and remedy of the human race. On this day of Pentecost, the 14th of May, 1606, I take possession of all this part of the south, as far as the pole in the name of Jesus. From now on shall be called the southern land of the Holy Spirit. And this will always and forever to the, all the natives and all the said lands, the holy, sacred evangel may be preached zealously and openly. Ho! Oh, that's declared over us 400 years ago. So hello, Captain Cook, eat your heart out. That was declared over us, guys. The great south land of the Holy Spirit. And we stand here today in a rich history, in church history. One of the first schools in Sydney when, when Captain Cook came and settled was a Christian school. One of the first schools in Sydney, in Australia. Isn't that powerful? I went to a Christian school. I'm so glad I did. You know, you get a bit of like weirdness these days if you go to Christian school, but I love it. There's heritage in that. God has moved mightily in our great Santh land. We are living in days once prayed for and prophesied. The King of Spain declared it. We're living in that day. And like Ben said, we are a Pentecostal church. He said in our prayer meeting this morning, and we have such a rich history. 
in this, in, this, in this land. You know, this building where we stand today was prayed for. This movement we are in, the Australian Christian churches, was God-ordained. 1937, it was ordained, this AOG in Australia. Richmond Temple was one of the first mega churches in Australia. They had a 1,000 members in the 20s. And they had healing nights every night of the week. And you guys complain doing one service, two services? My gosh, we could get out every night of the week. But that's what they did, believing for the Holy Spirit to move and for people's lives to be changed. Amen. So in 1937, the AOG in Queensland and the Richmond Temple in Melbourne came together and became the AOG of Australia. And that is our heritage. It's a Holy Spirit-ordained heritage. I'm just going to read this about the Australian Christian churches. Formerly called the Assemblies of God, was formed in 1937 and is unique among Christian movements in the world that we, are, we were unable to trace our origins to any one leader. Australian Pentecostalism in the early decades of the 20th century was greatly influenced by such figures as Mrs. Janet Lancaster from Melbourne. A.C. Valdez, Smith Wigglesworth, C.L. Greenwood, P.B. Duncan. But none of these were individually responsible for the formation of the Assemblies of God. The Assemblies of God in Australia formed out of a conference, the Queensland Assemblies of God and the Pentecostal Church of Australia in Sydney in Easter 1937. It was recognised by the leaders of both movements that a more harmonious, cooperative and unified relationship was needed. C.L. Greenwood was the first chairman. And every state was granted autonomy in its own affairs. And each registered an assembly. That's one of us. In the early years, the movement growth was very slow, but firm foundations were set in place. In 1948, the Commonwealth Bible College was established in order to train men and women for ministry. Various leaders arose, bring leadership and direction to the movement. In 1977, Pastor Andrew Evans became the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God the movement experienced great growth, multiplying by over 13 times in the number of members, planting over 700 churches in the 80s and 90s. In 1997, Brian Houston was elected the new national president. And under his leadership, the movement continued to grow and was renamed the Australian Christian Churches in April 2007. Now, Pastor Wayne Elkhorn's our president since 2009. There's 1,039 churches in our movement with nearly 385,000 members of the Australian Christian churches. And guys, that is our legacy. And we're only one movement out of many, many denominations, Christian denominations in Australia. But it was prophesied 400 years ago that we would be the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And so today, we're going to get a bit of Holy Spirit fire in this place today. And we're going to see God move in power. I'm not finished yet, but at the end, we're going to believe for healings for your body. We're going to believe for breakthrough in situations. And I ain't going to shy back about being excited about that because I believe God wants to do something in this place today. You're in the best place Sunday morning, May 23rd, 2021. City Church in the Blue Mountains, Australian Christian churches. We're meeting today with the heritage behind us, but knowing that we're going to go forward. And see God do mighty things in our great nation of Australia. Doesn't matter what your political bias is, but I love that we have a Christian Prime Minister. Our first two Prime Ministers were Christian. Deakin, established Deakin University. 
He set up the first court. He set up our constitution. And in the very first federation service in 1901 in Melbourne, they did a Christian service at the start of our federation. A Christian service. So we are a Christian country. I don't care what anyone says. We are based and we are prophesied that we are a Christian country. And I love that. I love it. And so we're blessed, guys. We're so blessed to live in this great south land of the Holy Spirit, a land of opportunity. That's where we get to live. Are you excited about that? We're blessed, guys. We're so blessed. So His power is within us. Holy Spirit power within us. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So guess what? He works through us. The Holy Spirit is in us. He's in you. The moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and you pray for the Holy Spirit, He is within you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. You can see miracles in your workplace. Not just up to the pastors, the anointed ones, or whatever you want to call us. It's your anointed. You have the Holy Spirit. You can see miracles in your family. You can see miracles with your friends. You can pray for the sick wherever you are. You can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. John 14 verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. This is Jesus speaking. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Let's just take a step back there. This is Jesus speaking. You may ask for anything in my name and He will do it. Anything. Anything. And He will do it. So where's your faith at this morning? I know my faith is stirred this morning. Anything we ask for, He will do it. We don't have to look back 2,000 years at what Jesus did and the miracles He did and go, that was good for then. And Jesus did that then. Guess what, guys? He can do it now. He can do it today if we believe for it. And we're going to believe for it this morning. What are you believing for? Healings. Come on, who's sick in this place today? Be brave. Who needs a healing in their body? We're going to believe for that today. Who needs breakthrough in a relationship? Come on, I know there's people in this room. God will do it today. Jesus will do it today. Who wants their kids to come back to church? Prodigals to come home. Come on, He will do it today. He will do it today. Who's believing for family to be saved? I know I am. He can do it today by His Holy Spirit power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. He can do it in this room today. Holy Spirit power. Come on, somebody. It's going to go back to Acts chapter 2. When Peter stood up in, with his talking to the disciples and everyone in the room. And I love this prophecy. I love it. I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. So it doesn't matter your situation today. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. He can pour out your spirit on you today. 
You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. Hello, I'm not perfect. Yeah, cool. Some people are like, yeah, you're right, bro. I know I'm not perfect. But for some silly reason, God chose me. And I have this microphone. I don't know why. Seriously, this morning I got up and I'm like, I ain't qualified to do this. I'm the guy on the guitar, the one that sung and I couldn't even sing in tune. And someone gave me a go. And now I've got this microphone. I don't, it's not, I'm not qualified for this. But I felt God say to me this morning, the power of the Holy Spirit is within you. The power of the Holy Spirit is within you. So it doesn't matter who's talking. As long as the Holy Spirit's there and He's speaking, He's going to move in power. Amen? Amen. I love it. Your sons will prophesy and also your daughters. Come on. Everyone who's at Royal, we're all in this together, male and female. And I love that about the Bible. We'll all prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Who's young in this place today? I'll put my hand up. I'm cracking on 40, but that's all right. Claiming the 20 still. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. So if you're over 50 today, don't stop. Don't stop believing for the future. Start dreaming again. Start dreaming again for your future. Well, 60, whatever you, what do you want to class as old? I don't know. 30, then I'm in the category too. <laughs> when the time comes, I will pour out my spirit. And we're seeing that today. We're seeing His spirit being poured out all across the world. On those who serve me, men and women both, and they will prophesy. This is what the Spirit's pouring out on. I will set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below. Before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous, and whoever calls out for help to me will be saved. Whoever calls out for help. I don't know, but have you ever prayed those prayers that are like, you don't know what to say? And so you just literally say, help? I've been there many times where you're like, you, get, you just got all your words and you're like, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm just like praying something. And then you realize all I need is help. And so that is sometimes the best prayer. And when you're in a desperate situation, is to just cry out help. Like, God, help me. <laughs> I need help. Sometimes they're the best moments to be in because we're so reliant on Him. We're not saying a million words in our prayers and we're not like trying to conjure up something and get God moving. We're just saying, help me. Help God. Whoever calls out for help to me will be saved. Will be saved. And so we're also going to give an opportunity today that if you haven't met Jesus, that if you cry out for help, you'll meet Him today. You'll get to know Him today. I know I made that decision many years ago. It is the best decision I've ever made is to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus. Absolutely the best decision. Anyone who cries out will be saved. If the team want to come. Thank you, Father. We're going to sing a song today. The power of the blood of Jesus. And um, we're going to, the team's going to lead us. And I want you guys to reflect. But then we're also going to get up and we're going to worship. And we're going to worship with everything within us. It's okay to make noise in church. No. It's okay to be excited in God's house. 
And if you're not a yelling type, if you're not a jumping type, just do something that's exciting for you. Like, if you can do that, and that's like, yeah, that's, that's you stepping out, do that. Do that. If it's, you don't normally sing, and you feel like, oh, someone next to me is going to hear my singing, just like mumble the note, right? Like, la, 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 la. Just do something. So we're all going to sing. We're all going to participate in this moment. So the team's going to lead us, and then we're going to pray. And we're going to believe God and His Holy Spirit fire in this place.